welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church podcast, where you can hear our Sunday morning sermons in audio form and take them wherever you go. A reminder that if you want to watch the entire service, our services are available on our YouTube channel linked in the podcast notes. We would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast so that new sermons come into your feed as soon as they are available, and you can do this using your favorite podcasting app. We would love it if you would help to support the missions and ministries here at Beach Grove through your tithes and your offerings. A donation link is also linked in the notes below. And lastly, find us on Facebook and Instagram to follow along with all the fun things happening at Beach Grove, whether you live in Suffolk, Virginia or not. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Please rise for the gospel reading. The gospel reading this morning is from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also wash my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Morning. If you are up that notes page there that's in your bulletin as we get our time started this morning, if you are joining us online, I invite you. There's a, a link right there in the description right below this video. If you want to follow those sermon notes as we go along this sermon as well. And for those of you uh, in the congregation or even if you join us online, you know what, friends? I, I, I believe I left, I believe there might be some white space at the bottom of the back page there. Uh, and so you have more than enough room if you need, if you would like to take some notes, take some of your own notes, jot down your own things, grab a pencil from the seat back or a pen from wherever you may have it, uh, anything that sticks out from this sermon that you'd like to take with you. But before we get into our word today, let us have a moment of prayer with God. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you. 
That through your word for us this day, we would continue to learn and grow in the way in which you call us together to be community, to be church, to be your people in the world. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're in uh, week four of this series, and so far in this series, we have explored this support role that we offer in the local church, right? When we talk about our life together, when we commit ourselves to this community here at Beach Grove, we say that I am going to support this community with my prayers, my presence, my gifts, my service, and my witness. And so we've gone through what this support looks like when we talk about faithfully participating in the ministries of the church, right? We've engaged in this nature of prayer. That is this nature of prayer with and for this congregation and the community that we serve. So we not only pray with and for one another, we pray with and for this community as a whole. We pray for God's vision and purpose to be made clear for this community. We pray for those who are hurt, for those who are in pain, and we pray as we move forward in ministry together. Next, we looked at our presence. We looked at what it meant to just be here, to be together, to learn, to grow, to mature, to feed off the presence of one another. And we looked at why it's important to be a part of this community with your physical and active presence. Last week, we explored how gifts given in the hope of glorifying God and seeking God's work continue to build this community up. They allow us to be able to do that work we are called to do. Whether we are talking about giving our time, whether we're talking about giving our own spiritual gifts, or whether we talk about giving our money, we talk about the hope that we offer to God in that moment so that here at Beach Grove, we have an opportunity to do the ministry that has brought us us together to do. And so throughout this series, we've been coming to to name this idea of what it means to be a member, to be a part of this community, to actively participate, pairing our service to God with our service to our local church community, and living out not just our baptismal covenant, but connecting it to the covenant that we make with one another as we covenant together to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church. And we've done that with each one of those words. And so now we look at that fourth word in this vow. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your service? So let's begin ourselves today by defining service. What is service? And and here's the, the piece of this covenant that really gets into the down and dirty work that we are called to do, right? We are committing to doing God's work within and beyond this local congregation. And I love this line that I saw, uh, again, like I I go through all sorts of commentaries and blog posts, and this is uh, from the post that I actually read in last week, but the author says, service is where we put ourselves on the line to do something, to be the body of Christ incarnate. Now, when we hear words like this, there's, there's probably a scripture or at least like you might not have the exact scripture of what it is memorized, but you might, your first idea might go to Matthew 25, right? I assure you that when you have done it to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it to me. That's, that's Matthew 25, 40. 
And in fact, Matthew 25 is really one of the, the few verses in the Bible where, where Jesus lays out exactly what it means to follow him, exactly what it means to be a part of this great community that is being built, to be a, a part of the body of Christ, and thereby the ways in which God is actively looking at us as Christians. The reason that service then becomes such a crucial part of ministry is because it is embedded right within that inherent call of the gospel. And so when we begin to look at service, it is that that work that we do. It's the things that we do. Right? We talked about prayer, right? I mean, and and not that prayer isn't something that we do. Prayer is something that we definitely do and we definitely need. And we pray with and again for our congregation. Presence is about showing up. It's about being here. Gifts is about offering what you have to the church. Service, service is getting your hands dirty. Service is doing what needs to be done. And as we serve our local church, we both serve those within and beyond our community that God is calling us towards. And we do these not for ourselves, but for God. So now it would have been very easy for me to come up here and to preach on Matthew 25. In fact, you might have gotten a shorter sermon, but, uh, you know, my sermons are never short. So let's buckle up and have some fun. No, I, I saw Matthew 25 and I'm like, okay, cool. We've defined that we are supposed to serve, right? We've defined that that's the calling. But here's the cool thing is it's not just about serving. It's not just about serving, but it's about how we serve. It's about understanding not just the why, but how we do it. And so we look here. If we see that Matthew 25 is our calling, right, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to give drink to the thirsty, to visit the sick and in prison, to do the work that God calls us to do, then John 13, this passage that we have before us today, is the nature of how we are called to do that. Right, It provides an excellent framework for this ministry that we are called to do. In fact, this is the verse that the United Methodist Church uses when it defines lay servant ministry. Which is not just those people in our congregation who have been approved as lay servants or lay speakers, but it's, it's literally everything that you all do. Because you all are the laity. And I don't know if you noticed this, but there are far more laity in this congregation than there are clergy. But it's because when we begin to look at what it means to serve, we see an example. And not just any example, but an example of our Savior giving us what it means to serve others. And as we begin to look and dive deep into this scripture, we see see three manners in which we are called to serve. That is that we seek the service that needs to be done. Then we do the service that needs to be done. But you see, that's not enough because we also have to do that service with a servant's heart. And so in each of these points, we begin to unpack here from John's telling of the Last Supper, from John's telling of the foot washing, what it means to serve with a servant's heart. So let's start there at the beginning. Let's start with seeking the service that needs to be done, right? We uh, look here, uh, so John, uh, so let's see, verses 3 and 4. 
And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. And then he proceeds to go then and wash the feet of his disciples. Right? Remember what I mentioned to the kids earlier. The nature of people in ancient and in, in biblical times, they, they did not take baths all the time. In fact, we hear that right here in this scripture, right? When Jesus is talking to Peter. But you see, as they entered the house, they would have their feet cleaned. Again, by a servant of the household. And yet... Jesus recognized an opportunity to serve. And here's the cool thing, is this act of service is not just about what is being offered to the disciples. Because remember, the disciples are getting their feet cleaned, right? Which they would have had happen anyways. But it's also an act of service to the servants. Who would have been washing the feet of the disciples. And so not only is Jesus sowing servant ministry... To the disciples saying, look, I am your leader, but right now I am on my hands and knees washing your feet as a servant. But he is also showing the servants as he goes and he serves and washes the feet of the disciples. Knowing probably that he is the most authoritative person in the room, right? He is the rabbi, he is the teacher, and yet he relieves the servant the lowest one in the household of their responsibilities so that he can show others what it means to serve. And so what do we do? We, we seek those opportunities to serve. We notice what is happening in our community, in our society, and we find those ways in which the church can help to pick up the mantle of service in our community. We seek those opportunities in which we can offer service to our community. Right? And then what do we do? We actually got to do the service, right? Like it's not just enough for me to, to see the hungry person and be like, oh yeah, God, I see that person. But we actually have to do the service as well. Right, and as we continue to read there, right, look at verses 5 through 10. That's basically what is happening there is Jesus is actually getting down. He's getting into the weeds and he is washing the disciples' feet right there in 5. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was tied around him. And then we have this interaction between Jesus and Peter in which we look deeply at the work that Jesus is doing because what does Peter do? Peter's like, look, Jesus, if you're going to wash me, give me a shower. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. That's not what you need right now. What you need right now is you need to be a person in this household. You need your feet to be washed. Right? Peter's trying to read in this, this great and wonderful religious message Oftentimes pointing to baptism, right? G Peter wants to be cleansed of his sins. Peter wants to be washed fully clean. But Jesus is like, you've missed the point of what I'm trying to do. You've missed the point of the service that is needed right now. But in that, Jesus seeks to do the service that sits in front of him. Because right when we do the service, we already know what we need to offer and Jesus has come into this offering knowing exactly what he needs. He has the tools ready, right? He has the basin. 
He has the towel. Jesus is not prepared to give Peter a shower. Jesus is prepared to wash his feet. And so we do the ministry that we have been called to do. This is, not a, this is not a play at saying like when we go out and we do ministry and somebody asks for more than what we offer, we don't give it to them. This is understanding the resources that we have to do the ministry. And being real and honest with folks as we go out and do this ministry. Right, we found the ministry that we are called to do. We have found the service that we are called to offer. We recognize the gifts and resources that we have. And now we are doing that. We are going and we are washing feet because that is what we have prepared ourselves for. That is the ministry that is needed right there and right then. Now that's not that. Now we don't see the other half of this story where maybe Peter's or maybe Jesus is like, yeah, Peter, you kind of need a shower. I set one up in the back of the house back there. Just get one before we, uh, just just get one before I go up on the cross. Right when there is a job to be done, we need to do it. We need to understand what it is we are being called to do. Gather the resources of what we are able to do. Do it. Right? We think about how we are called to serve when we see something that needs to be done and we do it. It's almost like some of the other stories that Jesus, that Jesus tells throughout his ministry. Right? Of a man beaten half to death on the side of the road. It's very clear to see the need of service that needs to be done. And yet the priest and the Levite both walk past. And the Samaritan stops and helps. It's really easy to see what the need is in that moment. But we see how much more difficult it becomes to actually do and take part in the service that is needed. Lastly, we're called to work with a servant's heart. Now, honestly, this is the tough one, right? It's, it's really easy for me to see my neighbor having a difficult time and going over and seeing that the grass has gotten long, going over and mowing it. But it can be really easy for me to realize in the midst of mowing the grass how much I actually hate mowing the grass. And friends, that's an understatement. But a servant's heart tells us that when we go and do something, we are doing it knowing the work of God that we are accomplishing. We do it with a servant's heart. Right? Listen to what Jesus says. After he had washed their feet and had put on his robe and had returned back to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. And so if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their masters, nor are messengers greater than the ones who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Right? It can be so easy to just do the work. To want to receive the glory and gratification of doing that work. Or even to do the work. And on the flip side, just grumble through it the entire time of how much we don't like it, how much we don't want to do it. And yet, we have Jesus here 
who enters into a stinky, nasty job. I mean, you want to know how much like crust and dust probably like collected on those feet. I mean, let's remember like where these disciples have been. (coughs) But it's with a servant's heart that we do God's work. Right, when we take that, that, that verse 14, just, just verse 14 alone, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's. And we look back and we reflect on the previous uh, verses that we see in this passage, we begin to see that there is no mumbling and grumbling. Jesus does not do this to somehow gain, gain greater glorification. Do it, Jesus does not do this because he wants to prove to the disciples how awesome he is. Jesus does this so that he can show and help the disciples understand what it means to serve with a servant's heart. To serve with the intention of other folks meeting, knowing, and understanding who God is. And so in doing so, Jesus glorifies God. And when we take that verse and incorporate it into our lives, we learn that service is not for us. But service is for others. Service is for those whom we are serving, and service is for God. And so faithfully participating in the church's ministries by your service. What does that mean, you ask? It means that you not only look towards ways to serve, aligning with Matthew 25. But you seek to serve in the spirit of Christ exemplified in John 13. Right, there are so many ways, right? We've talked about spiritual gifts that we can offer together. And, and if you're still struggling with what your spiritual gifts might be, what you might have to offer this church, come and speak to me. But we have so many ways for us to serve, not just one another, but the greater community. All right, we talked this morning, we've got Sunday school starting up. You could help to teach Sunday school, whether it's for our adults, whether it's for our kids, whether it's for our youth. You could offer your gifts in a specific area of ministry. You could offer your gifts by by serving on our leadership team. You could offer your gifts by serving in our nursery. You could offer your gifts by serving right here in worship. You could offer your gifts by serving to help make sure that this building is still a tool and resource that we can use in ministry. You can offer your gifts by helping us to reach out to the community. And of course, you can offer your gifts and so many missional opportunities. I mean, we're going to feed the Salvation. We're going to feed folks at the Salvation Army this week. Chris, raise your hand if you want. If you want to help out with that, talk to Chris after the worship service. That is a service opportunity we have right here, right now. We have other food ministries. We have a blessing box out in front. We keep food here just in case folks need it. School supplies, Thanksgiving baskets. I mean, there are, just look at our budget and see all of the different things that we support. Talk to Betty Moore or Sherry Zirkel, who are our outreach coordinators. I mean, we have so many outreach opportunities that we can engage in to help to serve our community. It's going to look different. And yes, we want to make sure that there are ways that we align the gifts that you have for ministry with the perfect place for you to serve right here at Beach Grove. And we are here to help with that. When we faithfully participate in the ministries of the church with our service, it means finding finding the way that we, our puzzle piece, fits into that nature of service in the church. 
It can look different for each and every one of us. But remember that first part about service is seeking the service that needs to be done. Find the ways that you can serve in this local church. Right? When you try to, when you quit trying to, to set those terms on what you think you can and cannot do, when you open yourselves up to the hope that God offers through your gifts and through your offerings, when you find that place that your gifts can be used within this local congregation, it's taking that next step and finding the way that you can put those gifts and to serve right here. And so find ways. Engage in this community. Be a part of this community as we seek to do God's work, not just here within these walls, not just here within this building, but all over Driver, all over Suffolk, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Hampton, Isle of Wight. I mean, our mission field just right here, we're, we're so perfectly placed in this area because we have so many different ways that we can reach out to our community. What are the ways that you're going to serve? Amen.